Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. It's Purple Daily. Myron Metcalf here, back on Score North, scorenorth.com. Purple Daily with the one and only Manny Hill. Manny Fresh. How you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? I'm in Cali, man. I'm, uh, I went back to Cali um, for the NCAA tournament. Um, so so that's, been, that's been fun. It's kind of sunny uh, out here. It's cold to them. Like it, it, it got to like 50s last night, oh, and that's cold Oh, I bet everybody was losing it. Uh, dude, it, 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 they, got, they got on like <laughs> coats and all kinds of gear. I'm walking around in short sleeve shirts. Like I'm like cold. What on earth are you all talking about, man? But I, but I just imagine like, for them, they're so used to being used to it being so nice. Yeah. Um, that if it hits fifties in March, mind you, they kind of lose it a little bit, man. It's 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 been it's been quite interesting. Um, we got to, to the mid sixties on Wednesday, I think it was the other day, and it it was like heaven for everybody man. here. Like it was just crazy. I t- man, thanks, Minnesota. By the way, I leave and it's sixties. You know, I, I mean, I haven't been back in a, I haven't been home in like a month. You know, I've been on the road seventeen out of eighteen days, and, and now you want to give us the sixties. I, I just hope they bring it for the final four, so all the people coming in will be happy. Um, the, the NFL, the NFL's really good, Manny, at like being like, you know what? We don't really care about public backlash. We do what we want. We're the mm-hmm. NFL, and then all of a sudden in the off season, they're like, you know what? By the way. We heard y'all, and we gonna make some changes, uh, and, and that's what happens with you know allowing pass interference to be reviewed now via instant replay, and everyone's talking about that. Um, what was your initial reaction to that, man? When you found out that uh, the Saints probably could have been saved, and they get to the Super Bowl, and maybe it's a different outcome. I was cool with it. I, I'm cool with the rule change or the expansion of replay, I guess, into into pass interference because I think. I understand that officials are human beings and they're going to make mistakes at times, but I'm I'm just of the belief that if you can correct mistakes, then you should be able to correct them. And I think in a situation like what happened in the NFC Championship game, I think that that particular situation with Roby Coleman basically like knocking a guy like it, off of his route in midair yeah. as the ball is coming in, like you got to... If, if an official is going to 
like just blatantly miss that, then you got to find a way to get that corrected. Yeah, I mean it was it was it was beyond pass interference. It it was a 1988 WCW <laughs> yes. clothesline where where yes. Arn Anderson would get hit, right? He'd fall, he'd get back up, and then he'd flip back over the ropes. Like it there was such like an aftermath, right? That that's how bad that was. Yeah. If you're the NFL, let's get that right. You know, I don't know yeah. why they're doing a one-year trial. Like, what are we doing a trial for? Like, let's just do it. Like, yeah, what just, are we let's trying? Just put the rule in. Well, well and, I'm sure, and I'm sure a coach is going to be like at the end of the year. No, no, no. Please take our ability to challenge uh, pass interference calls. Well, uh, it's just too much power. Just, just implement the rule. But my challenge with the rule is, yes, that's a practical rule. And had it been in place, the Super Bowl looks a lot different. And heck, the Minnesota Vikings. Who who knows the different plays that could have changed that Mike Zimmer could have challenged in, in, in critical games for them. So I think every team, every coach is going, man. There are probably four, five, six, seven plays that we could have had that might, might have you know affected our season. But the NFL doesn't have enough fun with these rule changes. Like 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 I get the practical element. I'm all for it. Let's have fun on, on top of it. <laughs> so so let's play rules committee for for a moment. Manny, for me, now this is just for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to speak for anybody else. You want to make it fun, NFL Rules Committee? My opinion, once a year, now only once a year, so you use it and you lose it. Okay. You get a re-kick on a field goal. Ooh. Doesn't matter when it happens. Doesn't matter the situation or the circumstances. You get a re-kick. So if it's, if it's <laughs> fourth and... 20 with three seconds of play and your team misses uh, the field goal. It goes wide left or, or, or wide right. Or if you're a Vikings kicker, it stops 10 yards short of the end zone. Um, you get a chance to get, kick again. You get a mulligan. On a you field get a goal. mulligan. Once a year, though, man. Once I'm a not, year. I'm sure. not. We can, you can't do it. You can't do it every kick. Yeah. Because people will abuse that. And then it won't be fun. I'm right, trying right. to have fun, Manny. And I think... If every year you gave each team one challenge that they could that one one re-kick, regardless of the situation, you want to talk about fun, Manny? That would. I mean, be think fun. about the Bears. Think about the Bears. Yeah. Like that'd be real fun. And, and I don't know, man. Maybe that's me. Is that a dumb rule? You can tell me if it's no, a dumb rule. No, I do. I actually like it a lot. I'd never really thought about it, but I I like that a lot. Well, because I think about the Vikings at at Lambeau in uh, what was it week two. When yes. they tied and Daniel Carlson missed, you know, missed his third field goal of the game in in overtime that would have won it and it, you know, led the led to the tie. If you get a if you get a mulligan on that and you give Daniel Carlson another chance at the field goal, now who knows, maybe he misses it again because he had already missed two at that point. Um but yeah, I I kinda like that, man. I kinda like it. It changes cool. things. It it would change it would change things, I think, if you had had that now again you get one a year year. once a year so so you don't so you know as much as we go week two uh you know maybe it's you probably if you're zimmer you go i don't know man week 11 12 13 14 that's when i'll need it so maybe you don't use it because maybe you're concerned that you'll need it down the line i don't know i just think that's one of those rules where yes challenging pass interference is great but if you want to get fans excited you know Tell them that their team gets one re-kick every year. However, you know what's going to happen in that rule situation, Manny. 
a coach is going to use it, right? And then mm-hmm. fans are going to go, you used it too early. You used it too late. You know what I mean? And then we're going to yeah. have to get another offseason rule uh, getting rid of the re-kick because that's just the way the NFL uh, works. For you, any rule, what, what would your rule? If you're the rules committee, what would you do? Uh, well, Matthew Collar and I talked about this on we, – we talked about some, some fun rules that we would make up um, for the league on Tuesday's edition of Purple Daily. And I brought up um, inside – if it's inside two minutes of a half, so yeah. under, under two minutes left in the second quarter or in the fourth quarter, if you score a touchdown, you have to go for two. I like that. You have to go for two. I like inside it. Inside two minutes of a half. I like that because it puts the real pressure. Like, you know, you should be forced into that situation. This is the NFL. Mm-hmm. Why not? Yeah. I'm all for it. Like, the fact that college football is like, okay, look, in the event of a tie, right, you're going to have to go and get into the end zone. Um, I mean, you can kick a field goal, but the the goal is you're going to go back and forth and somebody's got to score. There's more pressure. I mean, I feel like the NFL, you know, we're talking about who gets the ball down the stretch. I want to see more teams in that situation. Go go for two. You should be forced into that. And then think about the the innovation, you know? And we don't we don't see a lot of crafty ingenuity when it comes to uh two-point conversions in the NFL, but I think in that scenario, you you might see some more uh, inventive ideas, um people using their imaginations. I'd love to see that. That's a great idea. Yeah, no, that'd be cool. And and in fact, let's do this. I'm going to put up your suggestion on a, on Mulligan for field goals. I'm going to put that up yes. as a poll. On Let's see what happens. Score North. I want to I want to get people's field uh, feedback on that because that's that's pretty interesting. And and to your point too about once a year. Yeah, once a year. And I like the point that you made though about you know the situations where if you use it in like week three or week four and you get like a bigger game late in the season in like week oh, sixteen or something and a situation where it would have been good to use it and you had already used it already, then everybody's going to be upset with you for using it in week three or week four or whatever. Like, I think that that's that's fascinating to me, man. That's fascinating. Uh, and you can imagine the coaches that would get crushed. I mean, if you use it in week three and you're if you're winning, it doesn't matter, right? Like, right. if you got a team that's winning and you're on the way to play, nobody's going to care. But if you're like on the fence, a, a team like the Minnesota Vikings, my goodness, man! It, now, if it works, if it works against the Packers, you got to praise Mike Zimmer for using it, right? In that sure. situation, definitely. It would have been but, the difference between them making the playoffs or not if they would have won that game instead of instead of tying it. So that's huge, right? That's the difference. But I could also see, you know, weeks 12, 13, 14, people are going to go into that and go, "Oh, oh my goodness, <laughs> we used we used our mulligan. We our mulligans gone already, Coach. How could you do that?" Because that's just the way fans work. Give us a call, too. I mean, put, put the poll up. Give us a call, too. Uh, 651-646-8255. What would your rule be? And what do you think about our mulligan on a re-kick? Uh, let us know your thoughts on that. Because, again, I think having fun, man, with the rule uh, is very important. I, I want to switch to this, Manny. Okay. We can have quarterback conversations all year long, and we will. Because that's just the nature of the NFL. Kirk Cousins is this sort of polarizing uh, figure, not because of his personality, but because you know people have various opinions on whether or not he's the guy to run this organization. Here's the word that I think has been lost in the conversation about Kirk Cousins 
Um, and just the conversation about starting quarterbacks overall. Value, right? Because that's what it really comes down to. I mean, there aren't that many great quarterbacks from year to year in the NFL. Um, but you want to make sure that you've got a quarterback who is producing according to you know how he's being compensated that they, that you have the right value which is some of the which is the drama with Kirk Cousins if Kirk Cousins is making 20 million dollars a year it's a completely different conversation uh, but you put him in the 84 million dollar guarantee and, and things change but I'm just curious Manny when we talk about great quarterbacks and we talk about Kirk Cousins not being enough in order to get the guy who you know is enough, right? Is better, uh, is, is the kind of guy that could lead a franchise. You're going to have to give up something, right? You, you're not going to get anybody yeah. uh, unless you're willing to give up something, hypothetically, because nobody's given up their, their starting quarterback. So I'm just curious what you'd be willing to give up for some of the best quarterbacks in the NFL if you had to part with Kirk Cousins and some, because you're not getting Kirk Cousins for a great quarterback straight up. Right. But if I came to you, Manny, and I said, Patrick Mahomes, you know, he's had a falling out with Andy Reid and, uh, you, you know, guys going on doing something in the offseason, joined the G League, you know, is playing basketball or something, won't listen to anybody. And, and you've got a chance to, to get him. Uh, you got to give up Kirk Cousins, obviously. But you also got to give up first-round pick and this year's draft. What, what do you say to that? Pretty easy, right? Kirk Cousins and this year's first-round first round pick. pick the eight, so for the, in the Vikings case, it would be the 18th pick for Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Yes, easy. I would do that. Yes. Easy. Now, yeah, let's take no it a step hesitation. further. Patrick Mahomes, Kirk Cousins, first round pick, and Andy Reid gets to pick whatever offensive player he wants. Gets to take him. Gets to pluck anybody off your roster he wants. That's mm-hmm. that plays offense. Kirk Cousins, you're giving up your starting quarterback, first round pick, and then a player, um, any player that Andy Reid wants. What what do you do in that situation? So it would probably be, I'm guessing he would, if it's any offensive player he wants, I'm guessing it would be, so it would be Cousins, the 18th pick, and he would probably take, like, Stephon Diggs. You think? Yeah. I, I, I guess I was or, wondering. Or, or Adam what Thielen. A, one of, he, I think he would take one of those two guys, Thielen or Diggs. Yeah, I mean, he's if he gets one of those guys, a first-round pick, but you're and getting Kirk Mahomes Cousins, that's back. a lot. Yeah, but, <laughs> but you're you get Patrick Mahomes. Back. You're getting Mahomes back, and you're getting Patrick Mahomes on a rookie contract. Yes, and you know this is this was the guy that was the MVP of the league in 2018 and took 50 I, I, touchdown I, I, passes, and and a guy who looks like barring some you know disastrous uh, progression or, or regression, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, looks like he's on his way to being the man in yeah. the NFL, right? Yeah. Right, the the dude. Um, but you got to give up a lot for him. So what are you going to do? What would you do in that situation, Manny? Andy Reid comes to you and says, Kirk Cousins, first-round pick, and I get to pick whichever offensive player I want, most likely Adam Thielen or Stephon Diggs. What do you do? Uh, I would do it. You see how you hesitate? But you see how you hesitated, right? Yeah, so, well, so here's, because, I mean, I love Thielen and Diggs, though. That's the tough thing. Is I, don't wanna, well, I, wouldn't, I would be hesitant to part with one of them, but you're getting the MVP of the league in return. But that's fair, though. What I'm, yeah. I guess my point is we assume people say things like, I'd give up anything to get player X, right? That's mm-hmm. what they tell themselves. Yeah. But then when you start talking about it, especially in the NFL, which is not the NBA, one player doesn't typically shift things 
um, doesn't shift the franchise. It's it's so schematic and and it's based on systems, right? So Mahomes for Cousins, obviously straight up, anybody in the world does that. Mahomes Mm -hmm. and first round first round pick and Cousins, of course you do that. Mahomes first round pick and give us your best offensive player. What do you say, Manny? Do you do it? I would hesitate to do it, but I would probably do it. Let's take it a step further. <laughs> Let's keep going because you just gave up, Manny. That's probably just, where I would stop, though. Well, well here's what. But you just gave up. But you told me this guy, and he is, yeah, is on his way to being maybe the greatest quarterback in the NFL and being one of the all-time greats for the next. I mean, that's the kind of start probably he's for the next decade. Yeah, decade. You, I mean, if in today's society we're looking at the Bradys and the Breezes. I mean, this kid might have 15 years, Manny. Mm-hmm. I mean, he might have 15 years, 12 amazing years, three kind of good years on the back end. But this might be a guy who's your quarterback for the next 15 years, through so the year 2034, if my math is correct. But you just said you'd give up. Patrick, you give up Kirk Cousins, first-round pick. Andy Reid gets to pick your best offensive player, most likely Stephon Diggs or Adam Thielen. Andy Reid says, you know what? That's just not enough. I need your best defensive player as well. I get to pick whoever I want defensively. I, I get to go if it's bar, whoever I want to pick. I get to pick your best defensive player. You give me your best offensive player, your best defensive player, first round pick, Kirk Cousins. Deal. What do you say? See, I'd be, actually be more willing to give up one of the one of the defensive players because I I trust Mike Zimmer to still put out a, a good defense. But you got to give up your best defensive player and your best offensive player. They're just so adding talking, this to the pot. So now so we're, we're talking, talking giving up Harrison Smith probably. Giving up your Harrison best, your Smith, be, your best defensive player, Harrison Smith, Adam Thielen, or Stephon Diggs, a first round pick, and Kirk Cousins, but you get Patrick Mahomes. It's yeah. harder than people think, yeah. right? Yeah, I probably would not do that. Which, but it's, but isn't that that's fascinating to me though, man? Yeah, I know. It's fascinating to I me know. because we look at this and we go. I would do anything to have a quarterback yeah. like that. That's what people say. That's what they say. I would give up anything to have that. But then when you start talking numbers, when you start talking what it would, might actually take, people kind of back off. So Patrick Mahomes is great, right? But, man, you're not giving up your best defensive player, your best offensive player, a first-round pick, and Kirk Cousins for him. He's not that great, right? He's well, not that. I mean, he's, he's not, you're not willing to go with that. He, he is. I think he is that great, but you just – when you make a trade like that, you also have to consider what you're doing to your roster. True. You know? No, very, very true. And I think that's my point is the lie of free agency and the lie against quarterbacks is one thing changes everything. Like, and, and football is so much more complicated than that. And I'm with you, man. I'm not giving up. I, I'll, I'll admit this. I don't know that I'm giving up Stephon Diggs or Adam Thielen for him. I, I think I'm stopping at the negotiating table with Kirk Cousins, a first-round pick. Now, if you want to talk about future picks, uh, conditional picks, things like that, we can have that conversation. Mm-hmm. Manny, I'm not giving up Adam Thielen or Stephon Diggs, uh, Kirk Cousins, and a first-round pick for Patrick Mahomes. Maybe that's crazy. I'm not doing it. I don't think like you're I, crazy. I would, I, would, I would probably do that, though. You do, prob- no do it. No hesitation? I would no hesitation. I would, I would hesitate a little bit, but I would probably end up doing it. I so that's hesi- Patrick. I would hesitate for a little bit. Now, if it's that's, if it's cousin is if it's just cousins in the first round pick, I'm not hesitating for a second on that. I'm doing that yeah. in a heartbeat. 
Yeah, I, but I'm not. I'm just not giving up Thielen or Diggs for him. Right. I, I will give you more picks. We can have that conversation. We can talk about a player that we agree to. But I'm. I'm not giving. I'm not giving up one, one of those do, guys, man. Would you do Cousins and a first and a second? Uh, second in this year's draft. Hmm. Yes, but that's where I'd stop. I, okay. I, I would not go beyond. Kirk Cousins, first-round pick, second-round pick in this year's draft, because this is a team that needs those picks. Mm-hmm. Clearly, depth is the big concern, right? Yeah, I'm giving up my depth. I am giving up my quarterback. Uh, to get a great quarterback, I'm stopping there. I'm not giving you. I'm not giving you uh, Pro Bowl level players. I'm just. I'm just not. But but again, Kirk Cousins is not enough. That that's the the thing we've all agreed to that. He has to be more than what he was if this team is going to get to where we think it can get to, right? We all agree with that. But the value in the NFL is not like the value in the NBA. In the NBA, if you're talking Anthony Davis, if you're talking, you'll give up everything to get that guy back. NFL's not like that, man. What about Baker Mayfield? Baker Mayfield, Kirk Cousins, first-round pick. What do you do? Uh, yeah, I'd probably, do, I'd probably still do it. No hesitation? Yeah, I wouldn't hesitate. All right, now because, you got to give him because here's the thing. I mean, with Cousins, to me, Cousins is like <laughs> you're you're if you if you trade Kirk Cousins and a first round pick for let's say Baker Mayfield or Patrick Mahomes, really all you're doing is you're giving up a first round pick for one of those two guys because Kirk Cousins is. I mean, you're you're by bringing in one of those two guys. By getting one of those two guys back in return, you're basic. You're replacing the guy that you're sending out. Yeah. So really, if if anything, you you look at it as okay. If I trade Kirk Cousins and a first round pick for Baker Mayfield, you're basically just trading a first round pick for Baker Mayfield. Yeah. And I would no, do that, that. I would do that. That makes sense. I would. If, do what that. if you have to? You got to throw in Thielen and Diggs now. Um, now 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 Freddie Kitchens is playing uh, hardball, uh, and, and he wants more. I would not. I I like Baker Mayfield a lot, but I'm I'm higher on Patrick Mahomes than I am on Baker Mayfield. So might be fifteen years, man. It might know. be fifteen years. I like Baker Mayfield, but I I'm high on him, but I'm higher on Patrick Mahomes. Here's the interesting thing, right? Is there was a time where I felt like you would do everything in your power to chase that stability, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, because that was the goal. And and a franchise like the Vikings who have chased that quarterback stability for decades a young guy like baker mayfield might be around 15 years man you would think people give up everything but when you start talking about the reality the nfl is a now business now and it wasn't that way 20 30 years ago but now it's a can you win now Mm -hmm. Uh, and and i'd be hesitant as well to give up more than kirk and a first round pick i'm not giving up there is there isn't a scenario for me and maybe i'm dumb um, according to Purdue and, and Kentucky fans, I am. Uh, if you follow my college <laughs> basketball coverage, but I'm not giving up Adam Thielen or Stephon Diggs to get any quarterback in the league, and 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 maybe that's crazy, but that's just me, man, and and that's just where I'm at. We want to hear your thoughts again. Six five one six four six eight two five five on our Mulligan rule. What you be willing to give up to get a great quarterback, a great young quarterback in the NFL? Manny Hill, Myron Metcalf, Purple Daily. We'll be back after this. It's Purple Daily. Gore North. 
Join us next Friday from 12 p.m. until 6 p.m. as we broadcast uh, from Day Block Brewing Company on the corner of Washington and 11th Avenue South. Stop on by for great craft beer and delicious pizza as you head to any of the final four festivities. Myron? Myron Metcalf back here at Purple Daily uh, on Score North, scorenorth.com, Manny Hill. Manny, we're just talking about rule changes, and uh, I, I threw out, you made me feel good about my idea. I wasn't sure. I, I didn't know if it would work, but uh, your validation makes me feel a lot better about my mulligan idea where you get one re-kick once a year, uh, the the internet's going crazy over it. Roger Goodell just called me. Says Myron, can we talk? Can we meet out here in Cali? Uh, I said Roger, I got other things to do. Uh, but it sounds like we have a caller who might have his own idea. Yes, Jake in Oakdale. What's up, Jake? Yeah, I do have my own idea. Um, Myron, I I love your idea. If it was uh, if it was Gary Anderson getting an extra kick, um, <laughs> you know, but. Uh, what I'd like to see is a change to the kickoff rules where, uh, you know, right now a team, if they're punting, if you punt the ball into the end zone, you get penalized for that. I'd like to see teams be able to take a chance to kick it through the uprights for another extra point. Or if they miss and it goes out of the end zone, then the ball has to come out to the 35. So you get penalized for kicking it out of the end zone and not giving a team a chance to return a kickoff. But you can, if you're down a point or two and you need to you know, get some more points, you could go for a two-point conversion, and then on your kickoff, you could kick it through the uprights for another point. Okay. Okay, I got you. So you're saying after a score, after you score, sure. a team yep. lines up, and if they got a, a, a kicker with a, a big leg, yep. kick it through the uprights. And that is a point. Correct. Um, and what's the second part? Well, and then just all kickoffs. Instead, right now, they kick the ball out of the end zone all the time, and the team doesn't have a chance to return it. So yeah. if if the ball goes out of the end zone, you know, it doesn't land in the end zone, just like on a punt. You know, it's like a punter has to kick it. If he's trying to get it down near the goal line, and he just kicks it a little too far, well, then he's in the end zone. Well, too bad. You don't get the ball on the three or four or five-yard line. It comes yeah. out to the 20. Same same thing should happen if you kick the ball out of the end zone. You can kick a kickoff in the end zone, but if you kick it through the end zone, ball comes out to the thirty-five instead of you know you get penalized for kicking it all. I get it. You're trying to shake up things on special teams. I I, I respect yeah. that. Uh, you yeah. know, kind of man. You mentioned uh, thanks for the call, Jake. Yeah, thanks. Uh, you know, you mentioned uh, forcing two-point conversions. I, I, I you know I, I get spicing things up on special teams, and I. For me, I'm amazed at how many guys can actually do what he's talking about. Like because there are a bunch mm-hmm. of guys who can, who can boom it through the uprights from that distance on a on a kickoff like that. You know, I just don't. The challenge is going to be, you just scored on us, and now you have a chance to get even more points. Um, yeah. On the next kickoff, well, that's going to be the the challenge there. Well, caller on Tuesday when we were talking about. You know, Did Collar do this? Is well, he setting well, out all these ideas? Well, Collar had something similar to what Jake just said in that, except you don't get, I think it was you don't get points if you kick the ball through, if you, on a kickoff, you kick it through the uprights. You, if you kick it through the uprights on a kickoff, then your opponent starts at the 10 yard line. If oh, you, I, now I like that. Yeah. But if you blast it out of the back of the end zone, you don't kick it through the uprights, but it goes out of the back of the end zone, the team gets it at the 30. Now you know what's going to happen. 
<laughs> with our kickers in the NFL, everybody's going to start at the 30. I mean, because <laughs> yeah. there, there, there is such a small... Everybody's kicking it through the, <laughs> through the back of the end zone now. That's yeah. the thing. Like, the, the chances... <laughs> we're going to have one out of 20 kicks that actually go through the uprights uh, and allow that team to start on the 10-yard line. Most teams are going to blast it through the end zone and you're going to start in the 30. I, I just don't think... I just don't think NFL kickers, for the most part, have that kind of touch. You know, but I am... It's fascinating, and you know what I like about the caller's idea and I like about Collar's idea is is fun, right? Again, mm-hmm. we're talking about things that would make the game m- more fun, and I think why not put more pressure on NFL teams? Like, like why not? And, again, the pass interference rule is nice. Um, now, granted, you don't get any more challenges. That hasn't changed. So you still have to be very careful. Yeah about what you challenge and you better make sure that if you look up on the jumbotron it is a blatant like like manny we're not going to get you know it's second and five and mike zimmer throws the flag to challenge what might be a pass interference call it's going to have to be very situational uh and and blatant right and with pass interference that's the thing is there's so much pushing and pulling um it has to be clear. So I don't know as much as I think I love that it's there now. I love that you have the opportunity to challenge uh, those plays, how coaches use that and, and how coaches, how coaches prioritize, I should say challenging potential pass interference calls versus everything else, Manny, that, that, that to me is going to be an, an interesting uh, thing that happens this season, because I think some coaches you know, maybe they'll look. They'll say, "Look, I'm I'm certainly looking for pass interference, especially late in the game. I'm going to save my challenge flags for those situations." Others may have a completely opposite perspective. Yeah. Which way do you think most coaches will go well, when it let, comes to that? Well, I'm glad you asked that because let's play what Mike Zimmer had to say on Tuesday. Because somebody asked him, he was at the NFL owners meetings in Arizona on Tuesday. Let's play back what Mike Zimmer had to say because they asked him about being able to challenge pass interference. My opinion is a bad idea. I think when you can slow it down <clears throat> frame by frame and do a letter of the law, that it can be very ticky-tacky. I mean, I sat in with the coaches you know, yesterday, and we talked about one play that they slowed down frame by frame by frame. It was pass interference. Even the offensive coaches didn't want that call. There you go. Yeah. Even the offense, he says, even the offensive coaches didn't want that, didn't want the call that they, that they sort of sampled. And I think it was, if I'm not mistaken, I think it was a play in the Super Bowl that Mike Zimmer was referring to that they, that they all looked at. And all the off, even all the offensive coaches, according to Zimmer, said, no, they don't, they don't like the call. So, well, let me say this. I'd like to talk to those offensive coaches because <laughs> that sounds like something a defensive coach would say. Yes. Hey, no, everybody loved it. I mean, nobody yeah. wanted this. And All the did, offensive guys. And Zimmer did <laughs> joke, and there's a there's a part of the clip that that got clipped off. But at the end of that, Mike Zimmer did say, "Except Bruce Arians, you know, Bruce Arians <laughs> would probably be for it or something." Like that. And Bruce Arians, is, of course, is an offensive guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like name a defensive coach uh, who actually admits his team has committed pass interference. I haven't <laughs> met one. I haven't met one yet. So, I, I mean, that's a fun thing to say. But I do believe that is going to be the question of how do you implement, how do you decide what you're going to challenge? Because I think you have to go into a game uh, 
with the sense of, and they'll have the numbers on this, but what will actually alter a game? Yeah. You know, what are the situations where you go, okay, pass interference is having the greatest impact on the outcome of a game, or is it something else that's already under the current challenge rules? You know, are you holding on to that flag to say, no, that was a catch um, versus it not being a catch? Is that more important than a potential pass interference call? I don't know the answer to it, Manny. Yeah. But I tell you what, the teams that figure it out, uh, because clearly in, in the in the first year of the trial run, Manny, the NFL will want to prove that, hey, look, we're not just going to review this. We're going to get it right. I mean, that's the goal is to get it right so we don't have the, the backlash that we experienced when the Saints, um, when, when the, I'm sorry, the, the Rams, Robbie Coleman clotheslines, uh, or was it a drop kick? I don't remember. Was it? Did he come down from the rafters <laughs> was, like Sting? Was it, was it sweet chin music? Like was it? Shawn I think. Michaels, or was it? <laughs> I, I, I think it was like the Steiner brothers, where he like picked him up and put him on his shoulders, and then Rick Steiner jumped off the top rope, top turnbuckle, and hit him with like a shoulder. I think that's what it was. Um, the NFL doesn't want that video circulating the next postseason. You go, oh my goodness, man. How did you miss that? But I love, as, but I love as, the wrestling references, man. My, the Steiner Brothers are my favorite. Um, I'm, I'm an 80s. Uh, quick, quick story, quick story. My, I had a cousin who wrestled, but it was back in the day when like they, there were no-name wrestlers and they go do these house shows. Yeah. And he happened to be a local wrestler in Milwaukee. Uh, NWA called him. They were doing a house show. And, hey, can you, can you come and do the show? You're going to be in a handicap match, two-on-one, uh, Big John Stud, right? Mm-hmm. So my cousin's like, watch me, watch me. I'm going to be on TV Saturday morning. I'm on the playground telling people that my cousin's about to win the tag team title. He's about to be this superstar. Man, he gets in the ring. Big John Stud throws him over the top rope. Then he picks up his partner, and he throws him on top of my cousin. The fight's over. <laughs> I was heartbroken. Oh, uh, no. I, I never recovered from that because I thought he was going to be a star. And then when people ask me like Monday, like, hey, how'd your cousin do? I'm like, what cousin? I don't know what you all are talking about, you know? Um, but I'm a big 80s, 90s wrestling guy. The Vikings and every other team liked him in terms of just the pass interference. It's going to be interesting to see the trends and, and who is, you know, I'm going to challenge pass interference. That's going to be our emphasis or it's not worth it. It's not worth it. What do you think is the big issue for the Vikings? I mean, to me, what would you want Mike Zimmer to do? Would you want him to go into a game thinking, I got to look for the pass interference call that might alter this game? Or would you rather him say, unless it's egregious and just blatant, there's no even need to address it? What do you think? I think if I think if it is egregious and blatant, then you got to find a way to get the call right. But I do also understand that you don't want – you know, to Mike Zimmer's point, you don't want every little ticky-tack, little tiny bit of contact between a receiver and uh, and a defensive back to be reviewed and looked at all the time just because, you know, one coach that the play sort of went against wants to, wants to review it and he wants to look back at it. So, I mean, but I do think that I do think the egregious calls like the, you know, the Nikel Roby Coleman call in the NFC Championship game like that. That has to like that sort of situation can't happen. That sort of situation just can't happen. And if if an official is going to be a human being and miss that call, a call like that just has to be made right. But but man, in that circumstance, isn't it safer to just say we're gonna let uh, we're gonna let the folks upstairs in the final two minutes just address those calls because that's when they'll be most pivotal, right? Mm-hmm. Like to to me, I don't know. 
um, unless it is blatant, um, I, I would be hesitant. Like I just, as much as we're like the coaches have this power now, I don't know how often we'll see it. Like I, I really, I think it'll be one of those situations where. Uh, they can still be reviewed upstairs, and that's what we'll see most. We'll see pass interference calls in the final two minutes. We'll see those plays getting reviewed in the booth. But I don't know how many coaches are going to start throwing challenge flags left and right um, to to assume that the pass interference was was committed and yeah. they want to get that call because there's just so much. It's so physical. It's such a physical game. I'd much rather go – catch non catch things like that that can really alter field position for sure uh and it's it, it's clear looking at those situations in terms of well i mean we've had some situations where it looked like a catch and we assumed it was a catch and then uh that didn't happen but yeah. i'd much rather save a challenge flag um on, on that one uh manny hill Meyer metcalf purple daily when we come back we're going to play a game called would you rather? Also want to get your comments on everything we're talking about. Uh, what rule you would implement if you were the rules uh, committee? Uh, what you'd be willing to give up to get a better quarterback uh, if you think Kirk Cousins isn't enough? 651-646-8255. 651-646-8255. We'll be back after this. You're listening to Purple Daily on Score North. Myron Metcalf, Manny Hill, uh, back here on Purple Daily. Every Friday, as usual, uh, back in the mix. Um, it's been a fun show so far. Talking about rule changes and rules we would implement. But, Manny, you had this idea to play a game called Would You Rather. Mm-hmm. Uh, walk us through that. Well, I, I just have a, a you know, in, in regards to the Vikings offseason and, you know, yeah. they've they've – Spent the money to bring back Anthony Barr, and they restructured a lot of money. with uh, they restructured with Everson Griffin, and uh, you know, and they went and they they spent a little bit of money on the offense and going to get Josh Klein on the offensive line. They got a guard, man. They got a guard. They finally got a guard. <laughs> so now I know have, you're happy, man. I, I know you're excited the about roster. that. <laughs> they have two you're excited on the about it now. Um, hey, that's progress, Manny. Come on. Give, <laughs> Manny, what do you want from them, man? That's progress, man. Come on. Acknowledge the progress that they've made. They got a guard. Two of them. Come on, man. So they got my, two now. So my question is this, though. And you can always give us a call, too, at 651-646-8255 to let us know your thoughts here in the last segment of Purple Daily. But would you rather have Anthony Barr and Everson Griffin back, or would you uh, rather have both of those guys gone and have the cap space to be more active in free agency. Now, free agency has died down, obviously, in the last week or so, but still yeah. the question still stands. Would you rather have Anthony Barr and Everson Griffin back, which the Vikings do, uh, or would you have? Would you rather have those guys gone and have more cap space to be more active in free agency? That's a great question, man. I, here's my, my thing with this in terms of – Cap space and having the flexibility. A, do you have a situation where you can lure game-changing players um, to your franchise? It, it, it's because obviously money, but it's also market, right? Uh, teams, guys have options. Um, so, are, are, who? My question is, who did the Vikings miss? Like when you look around and you see all the moves that have been made so far. 
Where do you go? Okay, that guy could have come here. Had we had the cash, we could have enticed him to come here. Um, this would have been a good fit, and and it would have made us better. Who are some of those guys, Manny, that you know the, the additional cap space would have put the Vikings in a better position to attain for the coming season or seasons? Well, Who are they? There's two guys that I look at. One is Golden Tate. We talked about that last week. And yeah. the other one, the other one for me is a guy who went to the New Orleans Saints um, a few days ago. Is Jared Cook? Jared Cook, li- tight end. I like Jared Cook. Yeah, I, I, I like him a lot. I like um, Jared Cook even. I I would like Jared Cook for this offense even more, even more so than Golden Tate because he's he would be a second tight end that can be a little bit more vertical than Kyle Rudolph and give, and he would be another weapon in the passing game for Kirk Cousins. And Rudolph is. You know, you don't know what to expect from him. I, I like that. I, I I also say that that's a guy who was going to have a lot of options, had a lot of options. Like mm-hmm. Jared Cook, to me, was in a situation where he could say, look, sit down with his agent. I'm going to go to a contender, right? I'm going to go to a team that is a few steps from the Super Bowl. He was in that position. So money's huge, and, and they could have overpaid. But would that have been enough? Like to me, I look at a guy like that who I think Jared Cook, I think he's right around 30, 31. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think he's in that because I think he was drafted in 09, 2010, some, somewhere in, in that realm. So a guy like that, you look at him and go, okay, play with the Titans last couple years, Rams before that, uh, I had a stretch with the Packers, Raiders, okay. It, He's in a situation where he's saying to himself, I want a ring, right? 31, sure. been in the league for a decade, I want a ring. That has to be a factor too, right, Manny? I mean, it's it, the Vikings could present him with the cash flow, but this is also a guy who was looking to compete for a title. Yeah, That's a factor, right? But isn't that where the Vikings are at in that that's what they are trying to do right now? I mean, they might be – now the Saints, you could look at the Saints and say, yeah, the Saints are closer – but the Vikings are not in rebuild mode right now. I mean, they're they're in theory, at least it seems like it, that they're all in and trying to compete for a Super Bowl right now. So, I mean, that's something that you could, if you're the Vikings and you're trying to bring in Jared Cook, that's something that you can sell to him. Like, hey, we're trying to win right now, too. Now, the Saints yeah. might be closer, but you could also say, well, the Saints have Drew Brees, who may be done after this season. Yeah, that type of thing, I, you know. I I agree with that, but that's why to me why missing the playoffs was such a critical thing for the Vikings, right? Yeah. Because to me, oh, it hurt. If it oh, hurt if you go from NFC Championship, even though you lost it and it wasn't really that competitive, you go from NFC Championship to adding Kirk Cousins, even if you squeeze into the playoffs, multiple teams squeeze into the playoffs. Do you remember how they got in? No. Do you remember all the things that had to happen for you know, various teams to, to get in. to No, you, you don't know. You don't remember. You just mm-hmm. remember that, hey, the Ravens were in the playoffs. You remember the teams that got in. So to me, even if the Vikings squeeze in, with something as simple as not ending in a tie with a Green Bay Packers team that had Aaron Rodgers on one leg, um, that to me is continuity. Go to the NFC Championship, first year, bunch of uh, staffing changes, new quarterback, still got into the playoffs, Imagine what will be next season. The Vikings, to me, what to your point, I don't think they're rebuilding either. I think clearly 
what they did uh, in 2017, clearly this team has a lot of those pieces, and you think with all the changes that have been made, they can get back to that point. But missing the playoffs, the message to free agents is, well, what happened? How did you go from that perch back to a point where you weren't even in the mix in the postseason? That's to me, is what hurt you uh, for the Jared Cooks of the world because it's hard to sell culture when it appears that you've taken a step back. So that's what I say in terms of, for, for me, getting back to the original question, would you rather bring back Anthony Barr, restructure Everson? I'm doing that because I don't know when I'm getting in free agency because I don't know, Manny, I don't know what the pitch is. Maybe that's wrong. But but for me, I don't know what the pitch is after last year for many folks uh, felt like a letdown. And if I'm trying to be attached to something, it's going to be hard for me to get excited uh, when I don't know what the culture of that franchise is. Am I off? Is that off? Is that no, wrong? I, I, think that's, I think that's very fair. And I think there's no question that the Vikings would be, you know, if they had more more – cap space to spend money in free agency that they would be kind of up against it in that you know trying to trying to sell the the continuity thing and yeah we were a team that didn't make the playoffs and and all of that but I just I just think when you look at what they have as a whole I I think you can pull Jared Cook aside and say okay we got Thielen and we got Diggs here too and we got Rudolph and we got Dalvin Cook in the backfield and we got you know Kirk Cousins is not you know, Kirk Cousins, we know Kirk Cousins is not an elite quarterback, but he's not the worst quarterback in the NFL. And I think you you try to sell to him that, look, there's going to be opportunities for you here because we have yeah. other weapons and teams are not going to be completely focused on, on you. Teams are not going to be game planning to try and take you out of out of the out of the offensive attack because teams are going to be focused on Thielen and Diggs. And teams are going to be focused on Dalvin Cook. And that could open up an opportunity for you to flourish in this offense. You know what I mean? And then you, yeah. you sell him that, hey, we've got Gary Kubiak here. Gary Kubiak's offense. Gary is Kubiak the, and his cousins. His, the whole plan, <laughs> the whole crew. Everybody's historically, here. That offense All the kinfolk. Historically, that offense has been very friendly for, for tight ends, especially pass-catching tight ends that are fast and can go vertical down the field. So I think those are the things that you try and sell Jared Cook on if – you know, if you had the cap space to get them. But unfortunately, I mean, the Vikings, they 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 decided to go the route of they want to bring Anthony Barr back and they wanted to keep Everson Griffin around. And Trey Waynes has got a $9 million cap hit that, you know, yeah. we're not hearing any steam on, you know, if he's going to get traded or not. It sounds like they may want to try and keep him unless they get blown away by, by an offer. So... They're, you know, money wise, they, they this is where this is where they're going to, you know, they're going to put all their eggs into the basket of Mike Zimmer's defense and keeping the defense together, and they're going to hope that the offense can improve from within with Gary Kubiak. But this is why, Manny, I didn't go to the Church of Free Agency and, and expect a miracle. Like for me, after last season, I thought, look around the room, look at that team that just missed the playoffs. They're going to be back next year. This is what you're working with, right? Because we've talked about free agency and the challenge there is you're either a great team and you find a way to get guys, really talented players to play below their market value because they want to win rings or you offer guys a bunch of money and, and, and hope that's, that's enough with the Vikings being in a situation where 
they haven't proven to be a great team, so they can't expect to get these good players uh, to play for less than what they're worth, and they don't have the cap space to offer a ton of money to sort of the game-changing players and, and pull sort of a Khalil Mack move, if you will. You're in the middle. But overall, the NFL is not a, a league that's built on free agency. It's a league that's built on the draft because obviously, especially at the quarterback position, hoping you can get some good young talent. But it's a league built on improvement. Yeah, like that. That that is the NFL. There is nothing that makes sense about the Patriots. The Patriots aren't drafting superstars. They're not signing superstars. But they have created a system and culture where no matter who they lose, barring the quarterback, Tom Brady, one of the greatest of all times, maybe the greatest of all times, uh, other than Aaron Rodgers. But like, like this is a, a team that just plugs in new pieces. But that's but uh, the difference though with the Patriots though is they have Tom Brady. A hundred, a hundred, they have hundred percent. The Vikings don't have Tom Brady. A hundred percent. But I think, and I've always felt like there are five, six, seven quarterbacks you could plug into that system and they'd do the same thing. Like, like to me, the other elements of it and having that leadership uh, and having that team around him, that staff around him, that is a huge factor and what he's been able to do for 20 years. Now, the Patriots are an impossible model. We're never going to see that again. Yeah. But I do think, Manny, at some point you got to buckle down and go, yes, the flight's been turbulent. There have been a lot of bumps. It's been uncomfortable. But you're going to stay on this flight until it's over. And that's the next two years with Kirk Cousins. You are going to be here whether you like it or not. Uh, You better hope for the best because you're not going to add a bunch of new pieces to fix this whole thing. Purple Daily, Manny Hill, Manny Fresh, Myra Metcalf. Thanks as always for joining us. Have a great weekend. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Right now, get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton Shred. Accessories like non-slip grip resistance bands, a heart rate monitor, yoga blocks, and more. Take your workout to the next level with Peloton. Motivation that moves you. Hurry, this limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access memberships separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.